0: You're listening to Rhodey Radio, Rhode Island Library Radio Online. I'm Taylor, branch librarian at the Oakland branch of the Cranston Public Library. This week, we're sharing an excerpt from our library podcast, Downtime with the Cranston Public Library, featuring Rebecca, teen librarian at the Tiverton Public Library, and Alyssa, teen librarian at the Cranston Central Library. In this conversation, Rebecca and Alyssa celebrate Read a Romance Novel Month with a quick introduction to the genre and their top 10 romance novel picks.
1: Enjoy! I've got two experts I know in my life to talk about romance novels since August is Read a Romance Novel Month. That's my favorite thing. I love to talk
2: about romance novels, and being a teen librarian, I don't have the opportunity to talk about this stuff because thematic wise it's mostly above where a lot of my readers are so i mean there's ya romance but it's different ya romance is much different than um like traditional romance novels
3: romance with a capital r yes
1: So I guess to start off, why do you guys gravitate towards romance novels? What do you like about them? And maybe why should people try them out if they've never read one before? So
2: for me, I like to read romance novels because the genre is inherently feminist and it's not naturally presumed to be that way. Um, But romance novels are written by women for women. And they're books where women's desires and experiences, their inner lives are all spotlighted and then given value. And they're written to be read and enjoyed. They're smart and funny. Um, The characters are witty and savvy and romance novels are becoming increasingly inclusive. They haven't always been that way with all of publishing. Publishing's pretty white and more, more recently things are taking a direction to include non-white characters as protagonists, as well as non-straight characters as well. So for me, I'm really, I'm really attracted to women's stories and the fact that for the most part, other women wrote these stories for women to consume.
1: I I guess I always thought of it as a genre that objectifies women and like that it was like very traditional relationship roles are played out. And and so I, I didn't really think of it as a perspective as like women are writing these stories for other women's enjoyment and like for their pleasure.
2: Mm hmm. I think a lot of it also comes from the fact that romance as a genre are women's stories. There's always a devaluation of things that are intentionally intended for women. And it's seen as like fluff or not smart. And um, a lot of the stuff. And yes, there is. There is garbage and there is stuff that perpetuates things that are harmful or um, things that perpetuate patriarchal ideas. And there's stuff that feels icky. But for the most part, you know, romance novels have two things that are super important in the structure of all romance novels. It's like they have a central love story. So the main plot centers around individuals falling in love and struggling to make their relationship work, but also. They have an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. So if you get to the end of a book and it hasn't resolved, that means there's more story to come. Um, Because the whole point is that the lovers, whoever the lovers are, be male, female, male, male, female, female. Then you start adding people with social geometry and things get more complicated. However, the relationship is structured for how, whatever type of book it is, um, the lovers are risking and struggling for each other and their relationship to get that emotional reward in the end. Um, And a lot of times the journeys are told in dual perspective. You get the male side and the female side or both female or both male or however it is. Um, But the focus is on the female experience. And when you look at other types of fiction, the focus isn't female and the focus isn't on the female getting what she wants or being satisfied in the relationship, however, whatever type of subgenre you're in, how that satisfaction is defined. Um, and generally, if we're talking like het, cis books, when I talk about female, um, she's the winner. And girls don't always get to win, you know? Um, so for me, every time you're going into something... And knowing that no matter who the characters are, it's going to be a winning scenario and it's going to end in not necessarily a happily ever after, but it's got a hopeful, optimistic ending. And you're going to feel good at the completion of this, even if you've cried your eyes out or you've kind of been shocked by what's going on. In the end, like there's going to be happiness um, is what continually brings me back to reading romance because it's it's more than a love story. In a lot of these things, like I mentioned that small town um, series in that you get to see people who have real world problems, navigate their real world problems and try and have a relationship and try and make that relationship work and deal with all of this real world junk and noise that they have to deal with otherwise. So as a reader, it's it's satisfying to watch your characters succeed or to build something when no matter what the thing they're building, be a career or romance or professional success or, um, you know, mystery baby, that pops up in romance a lot. Like surprise baby to like navigate dealing with these real life situations and be successful.
1: Alyssa, do you have anything you want to add?
3: So in addition to all of that wonderful, thoughtful commentary from Rebecca, I think for me, I love romance novels as an anxious person. So I have anxiety and I really, really love knowing that there is a whole genre of books that I can read that no matter how bananas or awful or sad the content is of that book, I know that by the end, things are going to be okay and end on a high note. And I think like, I read a lot of different types of books but romance always just feels extremely comforting and just like the type of book that's going to make my heart happy. And I think like, how can you argue against your heart being happy? That's such a good feeling. And I love feeling that when I read, you know, I think that there's all different types of books. And to say that, like that's diametrically opposed to like, like a head book, like a thought book or an intellectual book, Like, so many romance novels are smart and savvy, like Rebecca said. And I think that they are doing some interesting things, especially right now. Like, I feel like there's been an expansion in terms of, like, whose romantic stories get told. And I think that is really empowering and important to see different types of people, um, you know, whether it's sexuality or gender um, or, you know race or even just like types of relationships like there's some interesting stuff with like polyamory relationships being explored in romance i just think there's just cool stuff going on and to just write it off as like well those are just books for ladies that want to read about sexy time like i think you're really missing some really cool work being done in the genre
1: So I know that you both have probably a ton of recommendations that you could make, but to maybe, to maybe narrow our focus a little bit, um, if you had space for five books in your suitcase, what would they be?
3: Well, the first book that comes to mind for me is The Kiss Quotient by Helen Hoang and so good very smart and this is a book that stick with me is a like reverse pretty woman our heroine is like this genius autistic um economist who does like i can't even say what it is like she does statistics with economics and um she hires a male escort to teach her how to like be in a relationship and Um, its own voices so the author is autistic and I just that is one of my absolute favorite books I love it so much I've read it multiple times so good
2: okay my first choice is going to be Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan so in Archer's Voice Archer has an accident as a young child Um, And can no longer speak. So you meet him as an adult who's like the town pariah, because he's unable to communicate with the people of his town. And it's got family drama and he ends up meeting this girl who has a deaf father. So she signs to him because he taught himself sign language. Um, And you come to find out like he can communicate. It's just no one in town is willing to communicate with him because they've written him off as like a giant weirdo. Um, And the drama ensues and there's a family backstory. And I like that they, they sign a lot in that book back and forth. And so for me, that was the draw to that one. Alyssa, you've read that one, too.
3: Yeah, that's a really good one. That one made me, like, sob hysterically, but then I was happy at the end. (laughs) As you should be when you're reading romance. Um, I would also like to plug, I wish, all right, I'm going to cram them all into one and pretend this counts as one. So the entire True North series by Serena Bowen so good and it's set in vermont which i love vermont and so they're like actually going to places like that i've visited and they're like going to like restaurants that i've been to and um it's kind of like what rebecca was saying with that like small town like follows one family um and so i love the true north series and that's one of those series like i could read over and over again and i never get bored with it
1: i'll allow that all counting as one you had an e-reader in the suitcase, and they were all on there.
2: <laughs> well, Thank a lot you. of romances like that. So, like going off of that, like the Winston Brothers by Penny Reed is a really great series, too. And it follows all every one of these brothers, and you get a backstory from their dad. And their dad was like this motorcycle club villain. And they're coming up in this small town in the Smoky Mountains and those are re- they're really good audiobooks. Um, the Winston Brothers audiobooks. Um some of them are read by Joy Nash um, for the female perspective, and she's an actress. She was on the show Dietland, um, if anyone had watched that. And you get you get a perspective of each brother, and each brother is incredibly different as you go through the series. Um, so they're standalones, but then the backstory all connects together. And Penny Reed is an incredibly smart and witty writer. Like one brother is a super genius and and he's basically on a giant plan to screw up everything for everybody in town. Like he's gonna screw up things for the police. He's gonna screw up things for the motorcycle club. And he's just like, the, the brothers are gonna come out on top um, by all of Cletus Winston's nefarious plans. And he falls in love for the banana cake queen. <laughs> <laughs> as an interesting aside but like you you get like i like stuff like that where you get pockets of a community and you get to see all the friends fall in love all the brothers fall in love and then like the same characters bump from book to book to book in in like the periphery
3: so the next one i want to plug is a uh, historical romance which i do really love historical romance in addition to um you know contemporary romance and uh i really love the Ladies guide to celeste Mechanics by Olivia Waite. It is a queer lady historical romance, which is really interesting, and definitely thinking about, like, fiction that's written by women about women. This is very much like two women navigating a historical time period where they didn't have a lot of agency, especially if you were queer. It could be incredibly dangerous. And um, a scientist falls in love with an artist and they're just really supportive of one another and lift each other up and I just it's just really sweet when also backdrops against like falls and beautiful gowns and London Street I just love that one all right I'll match your queer story with another queer story is the one I think what which one no go ahead hook by Gina Maxwell which one did you think I was
2: gonna say red white and royal blue well, I thought you might mention that one. That's why I didn't say it. This is how yeah. in tune we are. I was like, I'll skip that because Alyssa's probably going to mention it. No, That's Hook- my next one. <laughs> See, aren't you glad I picked a different one then? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say Hook by Gina Maxwell. So Hook is a um, Peter Pan retelling where um, it, it's the second book in a series, but you could skip the Pan book and just jump right to the Hook book because Pan's fine, whatever he gets with Wendy. Everybody knows that Pan's hooking up with Wendy. But Hook in this one, um, it's a dark romance. You find out that the Lost Boys and Hook have all come out of the same orphanage that have been it's been run um, by evil Croc and Croc's wife. Um, and you find out that Croc has been abusing Hook Now they're adults, and they've all escaped the orphanage, but Hook is trapped working in a chop shop for Croc, and he gets in a relationship with John Darling, who is now an undercover police officer, who is going in to infiltrate Croc's gang to try and bring down the chop shop business. Sounds, like, really funny, and, like, it won't work, but... um, yeah, Hook and John Darling hooking up is pretty excellent. <laughs> so they're they're a pretty they're a pretty good pair, and it's that's pretty it's a pretty steamy um, male male queer romance.
3: All right, so Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuestion is my next one. Um, this is one of those romance novels that I feel like people read without realizing it was a romance novel like it had a lot of crossover appeal for people that didn't necessarily read a lot of genre romance um and i thought it was excellent and all i'm going to say is that the first son so the son of the president of the united states ends up falling in love with like the second son of um like it's the second in line for the crown of England and it's contemporary. Um, and it's hilarious. And I love that one. So we each have what, one more. I
2: have, I'm on four. So this would be my fourth one. Okay. So I have two, you have one. Cause you went first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Tier. Um, I'm going to go with dear Aaron by Mariana Zapata. Um, Mariana Zapata writes slow burns. And in this one, um, The female main character gets involved in a a a write-a-soldier program. So she's communicating with Aaron while he's deployed. And they go back and forth through emails. She sends him packages. And when he comes back, he really wants to meet her. So she ends up going on vacation with him and some of his friends. And that's really good in audio, too, because you get a male voice and a female voice going back and forth... (laughs) as they email each other
3: all right my fifth one. Oh, this is really hard all right i think i'm gonna go with a, like helen Halong's other book which is the bride test so she wrote the kiss quotient and then the bride test is the second one and in this one um you have a character who ends up getting like set up with essentially like i want to call her a mail order bride but like his mother goes back to her home country and brings back a woman because she's like my son's never gonna get married oh no and I just loved that like the heroine was an immigrant who didn't speak very good English she didn't she didn't have a high level of education but she's just so scrappy and smart and wonderful and I think that really speaks to what I was saying earlier about like who whose love stories get to be told and this sort of broadening of the genre. Um, I just love that one. She's so cool. She's, she's like a whip smart heroine. I'm going to go for
2: my last one with the bromance book club by uh, Lisa K Adams. And it focuses on men using romance novels as manuals to figure out what's wrong with their relationship. So in the first one, the man is a professional athlete. He's a professional baseball player and his wife has decided to divorce him. So you see him with these other dudes who are all really successful guys. They're professional athletes, they're club owners. One guy's a hacktivist and and has a ton of money. So they're all super professional um, and super wealthy, but they're having these really low level relationship problems. So he uses the romance novel to navigate how he's going to romance and win his wife back. The second and third, they're not married, but the first professional athlete is. So you get a whole cast of characters who are meeting in this book club talking about these romance novels and about how this romance novel is going to save his marriage or get him a girlfriend or get this other guy out of the friend zone and it's a rom-com. So like you got, you have a Russian hockey player who has a problem with flatulence. That's like hanging around in the background and no one believes he's actually married and they got bets on whether or not the Russian's wife exists. And um, the thing that I liked most about the first book is that he's a professional athlete and people like have women have Pinterest boards to him. um, And everyone sees him as attractive and he's, super, super insecure. and he stutters. Um, and so the fact that he's like constantly trying to overcome for the fact that he stutters is really, really endearing. and it all of the problems with his wife come out of his insecurity. So it it shows that like on the outside, it's someone you could really idolize and they're dealing with some super basic life skill type of problems that you would never know about unless you were, intimately involved.
1: Okay yeah so that's a lot of great recommendations for people who want to start reading romance novels or just read some that they haven't read yet. Got a lot to choose from there. It makes me want to reconsider the genre. It was never it's never a genre I thought that I'd be really interested in. So is there anything else that you want to say?
2: I think one thing that readers don't realize is that there's all of these subgenres underneath the umbrella of romance and so there is literally something for every type of reader. the the queer books that are coming out right now are really strong. like paranormal romance has always been super popular uh, with readers. Romantic suspense is is huge. There's stories that have zero sex in them, but you see the romantic relationship from two people evolve. So like there's everything from like Christian romance all the way through stuff that is bananas crazy um, (laughs) involving like all kinds of groups of people. So like you can go from one end to the other and like 50% of all paperback sales are from romance books. They do like one and a half billion dollars of revenue each year in terms of purchasing. If you're interested in pretty much anything, um, there's a romance book for you. So it's all about looking and finding what you're interested in.
1: Alyssa, do you have any closing thoughts?
3: Um, no, I think Rebecca covered it pretty, pretty well. Yeah, don't don't write off all romance as just one thing because it's a lot of different things.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. If you'd like to hear more, search for Downtime with the Cranston Public Library and your podcast player of choice, or visit cranstonlibrary.org. Rody Radio is a project of the Office of Library and Information Services and is made possible by a grant from the Rhode Island Council for the Humanities.